Mm-hmm. Hey guys, so I'm here with my good friend Juliana. Jules, how you doing? Doing good. good Sunny out, beautiful day. Yeah, we're you're up in uh, San Diego, right? San Diego. Thanks mm-hmm. for jumping on. I know you're uh, not normally there. I know you're up in San Francisco normally. But, yeah, uh, I know, but I uh, needed a break. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we have some fun stuff we wanted to talk about today. Um, we also wanted to talk about your awesome game called Conscious Conversations. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about that more later, but tell us, uh, well, we met in San Francisco, what was it, like five, five, six years ago, I think we were just talking about, and yeah. uh, we, were, we stayed really good friends ever since, and we've always mm-hmm. appreciated each other's thought process. We, we both yeah. like to talk about, uh, I guess, meaningful things, if you'd like to call it, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were going to talk about, let's start with like the fun stuff. I know you said, you told me earlier, you have a cool ritual in the morning that you like to do that gets you ready for the day and like in a good state and all that stuff. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, in the mornings I, I would wake up in like a, a, a funk kind of, and like, it wouldn't really go away till like afternoon to the mid afternoon. And so, uh, for some reason I just got the inspiration to start dancing as soon as I woke up in the morning. So like I'll put on like a really fun song or like a set of songs and, um, just, just dance. Like I, totally like spontaneous like ecstatic dance just let my body move like however it wants to like no judgment like not restricting myself in like any way and just like letting go and to be honest it's one of like the most therapeutic things i've like ever done for myself especially when done consistently it's like magic that's amazing I know. is there like a <laughs> process you have like do you literally do it as soon as you get out of bed do you like set a timer or you just kind of free flow it all and like no, no nothing like that. Yeah, I don't know. Like I wake up and then I'll you know I'll have a glass of water. I'll do like some things and then like for maybe like the first half hour I'll be doing something like meditating or having a cup of tea or whatever, and then I'll turn on the music and uh, I'll just it's usually between like ten minutes and like a half an hour, like whatever my body feels like doing. Yeah, you know, there's an interesting fact about the ritual of dance though. Okay. So you know how the um you know the ancient tribes they used to do their uh they used to have like a dancing ceremony after they would, would go to war, and the reason why they would do that is because like the dancing and the movement and like the flow of energy through them it would ha- prevent them from getting PTSD from what they experience. Really? Oh wow! I just learned that, and I like that makes so much sense now. So it gets all the like just the negative energy out of you, right? Just frees you up. Yeah. Wow, that makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So how long, have been it. Huh? how long have you been doing this new, this sport? Uh, a few months, actually. Uh, is yes. there, um, uh, when you choose your music, is it just whatever feels good to you? Like some days it's this, some days it's that, or is it a certain type of music? I am one of those people that I will listen to a song 800 times or until I'm like, yeah, or until I'm like sick of it and just can't hear it anymore. So, like, I'm one of those people for sure. So, I have, like, a set, like, probably five or ten songs that I'll start with. Yeah. And then I'll do, like, a playlist off of those songs on uh, on Spotify. And Um, I have a a, a playlist called uh, Ethnic Dance on my Spotify. I'll send it to you. It's really good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's great. Tell, um, I was going to say, what was it? Shoot, I just already forgot the thought. Um, oh yeah, is it like, uh, have you done five rhythms before? Is it like that similar? Do you know what Never five rhythms? Oh, so five, I, I actually did it in San Francisco. They're all over the place. I did it in New York too. 
but it's basically you go into a room with a bunch of other people, but you don't, there's no talking and you just free flow dance for like an hour, hour and a half. Um, and it feels amazing. I, I love that. So, yeah, they have that in San Francisco at the church of eight wheels. It's called, uh, they just do it. It's like ecstatic dance on, on Sunday mornings. I remember the first time that I went, like I kind of, I wasn't used to the ecstatic dance experience. And so for the first like 15 minutes or so, I was just like, kind of like, like really uncomfortable. And then I just like, no, Jules, like, just do it. Like, it's going to be good. Just get into it. Like, you know, you want to do this. And so I would get into it. And like, no joke, like after the first 15 minutes, I just had to go off to the side and I just started crying because wow. all this emotion was being released. Yeah. And then, you know, just all this stress just went away and I felt this joy come to the surface and it was just so beautiful. That's amazing. I know. That's a good question though. Because how do you get yourself to do it, right? Because most people... It's like you're stiff. I remember when I first started, right? I'm like, I'm very stiff. But how do you go through that process for people that want to get, do this, right? Dance more, just get more loose. Instead of like, yeah, obviously go do it. But is there something you like, do you just start dancing slow? Do you like think a yeah. thought? Do you say something to yourself? Like, how do you get yourself to just get out there and do it? Well, I mean, dancing, I think dancing is really fun for most people. So I think after like a minute of minute or two of just kind of moving your body to like a fun yeah. song, it'll just come on naturally. You so know you what gotta, I mean? You gotta warm up a little bit, yeah. Just start moving a little bit and get the kinks out. Yeah, and the yeah, yeah. yeah of course. You get, like you just kind of, you feel a little bit uh, a little bit tight, a little bit stressed out in the beginning, and then you just it's really you just let the music kind of take over. Yeah. And you just let your body flow with it, and um, it just kind of starts moving on its own. You know what I find useful? I find useful closing my eyes. If I'm in my head a lot and I'm, I'm like looking at other people, yes, like at Burning Man, it's like there's so many people. But if I close my eyes, it's just the music and I'm just like, oh, wow, right? And then I can flow. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. Yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah. I don't know if that plane is too loud. Uh, here a little bit. It's okay. It's cool. What about, so you said you meditate before. Can you, how, how like, tell us about that. How long do you meditate for? Like, how do you do it? Is it like, with an app by yourself, what do you do? Um, so, so I can't. Oh, oh there, there, you cut out for a second. But, okay, sorry, it's because I put it in my headphones. So, meditating from you got it. Yeah. Okay, sorry about that. Um, so meditating, meditating for me has been like an ongoing thing since I was twenty-five, and the the meditations that I've been doing recently um, have been like mantra based, and um, they've been. They've been just incredible. Like I can feel physical shifts in my body. So I remember like when I was maybe 28, I did a um, transcendental meditation workshop. For, it was like a two-day thing mm -hmm. um, by this incredible practitioner. His name is Charlie Knowles. Um, he's world-renowned. And he gave me my, my personal mantra. And so I've been using, I can't, you can't tell anybody. That's like the whole thing with transcendental meditations. You can't tell anybody your mantra. Um, but I've been using that like every morning for like 20 minutes a day. Um, and um, yeah, I can, I can literally feel like the tension, like physically shift in my body. Yeah. And the other type of meditation that I do, which is really, really powerful is gratitude. So I'll take like 10 to 20 minutes a day and I'll do, I'll do gratitude. It's not every day, you know, but I try to do it consistently. Yeah. And then the other one that I think is the other one that I think is really useful for a lot of people is the, the one that I was mentioning before the DNRS. 
So the DNRS is called Dynamic Neural Retraining System. And it's one of the most profound healing modalities I've ever found. Like I went through like a two-year, um, you know, health journey, two, three-year health journey that, you know, doctor after doctor and nothing, nothing really helped. But I found that I found this system. I found this, uh, you know, brain retraining system. And it's a very simple meditation, but that has profound effects on the body. Yeah. So what it is, so what it is, it's like, um, uh, So they have you do three rounds a day. And what a round consists of is a 20 minute meditation where the first 10 minutes are you do, um, you, you tap into an old memory that that happy one that can like bring up all the warm and fuzzies for you. And then the second half of the meditation is when you visualize yourself in a future scenario where you're happy and you're healthy and you know, um, all is well. And this kind of retrains your brain to, um, from, from all kinds of funny things. Like, so people have healed themselves from chronic depression. They've healed themselves from anxiety, from fibromyalgia, from gut issues, from any limbic system disorder, any limbic system dysfunction. And, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a tool that I'll probably take with me for the rest of my life. It's just that, it's just that incredible. That's amazing. So it's called DNRS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. People can check that out on Google. I'm sure. Right. Just DNRS meditation. Yeah. DNRS. Um, I think if you just put DNRS.com potentially, or it's dynamic, dynamic neural retraining system. Got it. And, uh, he, their, their, uh, theory or their principles are based off of, um, Joe Dispenza and his work. He's great. Yeah, he's great. And he's changed. I mean, he's changed the game really when it comes to modern medicine, I feel like, you know, or alternative medicine, I should say. Yep, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us about, oh, tell us real quick, pull out your conscious conversations. What's a card? Flip a card. So ah. do you have a really cool game called Conscious Conversations. We were playing all the time in San, when I was living in San Francisco. And it's really good if you just have friends over and you want to have like a good, thoughtful gathering with people. And it's actually a lot of fun too. Is there a good card? Yeah. Yeah, I put this. Tell us actually real quick your 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 vision behind it, or like why you created it, or like what it's about. There it is. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, totally. So, uh, I don't know if I should go into the whole the whole story of it, but yeah, um, like two minute story because we want to talk about the other stuff too. That you can tell us about two minute story. Okay, so back in uh, 2016, I went through an incredibly weird, bizarre experience. And um, my perspective just shifted dramatically. And I, it was kind of like an existential crisis sort of thing. But, and I had all of these crazy questions about the universe kind of just like spinning in my head. And I'm like, I can't be the only one that are having these crazy thoughts or like these weird thoughts like running through their head. And um, I was really like, kind of like shy about talking about that sort of thing. Um, but I had to, cause it was driving me insane. Yeah. So I started opening up to people and asking them different questions and um, just kind of like, just like digging into them a little bit more deeply than I normally would. And like the more I dug into them and like also made myself vulnerable, they would do it back. And it created this beautiful experience and this beautiful connection that we wouldn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I've been missing this. Like I've been really missing this deep connection with other people. And like, if, I, if I'm missing it, I'm sure other people are missing it. And they want it too. So like, how do I create something to um, facilitate that? And so that's how I came up with these cards. Like it's, it's an easy game to play. You can play it wherever with whoever. 
and you'll like learn things about yourself and people that you've known your whole life, like things you would never even imagine will come out. And it's just, it's just a, it's a very cool experience. Yeah. What's it? Can you flip a card? What's a card? Okay. Uh, let's just do this one. All right. So is there anyone who's changed your life, but doesn't know it? That's a good question. Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> See, this is why I like it, because it actually makes you think, right? Uh, so I can't think of an answer. I don't want to take too much time on this, but that's cool. So th that's an example of a great question. Do you, do you, um, cool. I like it. If people here's, want here's another one. Here's another one that you can do real quick. So what do you take for granted? Oh, man, that's a great. So, I'm, so living here where I live, right? I'm like on the beach. I'm like, I have that sunset. It's so crazy, right? It's like... I always wanted to live on the beach and be able to jump in the ocean. And now I'm like here and it's so crazy. It's so true. It's like the human mind is really powerful in positive and negative ways, right? Like how could I be ungrateful? Yeah. But I'm like still stressing out on my problems, my business. And I don't even realize that I'm like living my dream. Right. Uh, so that'd be my first answer to that. That's a good answer. Yeah. How can, how can we fix that? You know, that's the, that's the, the follow-up question. I think doing, right. well, just more of those rituals, right? Reminding myself, right? Like gratitude, journaling, talking to friends like you, uh, playing conscious conversations. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but people want to learn totally. about it. You have an Instagram for it. Do you have a website for it yet? Yeah, definitely. Consciousconversations.com? Uh, Consciousconversations.co. Cool. Awesome. Dot-com was not available, unfortunately. Tell us about your Kundalini stuff. You're going to tell us about Kundalini and all that awesomeness. Um, Kundalini. So until this day, I'm still not quite sure what Kundalini is, but I do know that I have had two Kundalini risings in my life. Oh. So for those of you who don't know what, what Kundalini is, I mean, you can do a quick Google search and find all kinds of fun information about it. But um. For me, uh, when I was 25 years old, I was living in Israel and I, you know, I wasn't spiritual. I didn't believe in God. I didn't have any interest in any of that stuff, almost to the point where like I thought that people who were spiritual were a little bit weird. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was going through a bit of a funk and uh, I had this book called the power of now that my friend had actually given to me when I was a freshman in college. And I just had carried the book around with me, like for all of this time. And I just kept getting this message. Like it's time. I've, and I never experienced anything like that before in my life. Like, I just kept getting this message, like read the book. It's time to read the book, read it, like read it, read it, read it, read it. I'm like, okay, fine. So I read the book and I get about 40 pages in and it's like, something go something clicks just something is clicking in my head it's just like this is important this is very important stuff and you know i'm sure most people out there have read the book you know eckhart's um main message in the book is if you're living in the past you're you know if you're experiencing depression you're living in the past if you are experiencing anxiety you're living in the future and if you're living in the present that's where you find peace yeah. and so for me, it was like a lightning bolt, literally. I'm like, how have I not heard this before? How have I not heard this? This is so important. And um, you know how sometimes when you when you hear a quote, it's just like, you're just like, that's the quote. Like that ex explains it perfectly, like whatever I'm feeling inside. So that's kind of like what this book was for me. It was just like a message, like just for me kind of at that moment. So anyway, um, 
after after that like something just kind of like shifted a little bit and i i had was traveling in israel for the next two days and so everything you know we would go out to um a lake and we would go walking through a field and just everything was just so vibrant everything was alive it felt like it came to life kind of like for the first time in my life and i was like how have i not seen this before so just running around israel and this little bubble of bliss and after two days we come home and i'm in the shower and i have this beautiful song on in the background and i'm just like on cloud nine like just so fucking happy <laughs> and at one point i'm like i close my eyes and as soon, and I open them and it sounds cliche, but I opened my eyes and everything changed. Like everything changed. Like I had almost like this download of realization that, you know, the first thing I, I understood was that everything was made of energy, like vibrating energy and that we were all connected energetically. I understood that it was a knowing that God was absolutely 100% real. It was a knowing that like we are eternal beings. Like I could literally feel eternity like in my bones. And, um, it, you know, when we die, we don't really die, right? I felt as small as an atom and as big as the universe, like, all at the same time. And it was just, like, the most profound love I'd ever experienced in my life. And uh, I know that when I say these things, like, a lot of people are like, she definitely took acid. Like, she definitely <laughs> took shrooms. And she's just not telling the truth. And uh, that is not the case. It was a totally you know, totally sober experience. Like I do believe that, you know, for some people this just happens like spontaneously yeah. or it's like a gift kind of. And I feel like that's sort of like what happened for me. And then two weeks after I had that experience, um, I had, I had felt, uh, I had gotten out of the shower again, something with the shower. I don't know. Gotten out of the shower again. And I had felt the uh, two energies um, coil up my spine so that is the energy itself. So the first part was like an awakening, which a lot of mental cords were cut. A lot of, like all my depression was gone. Like, yeah. um, and then the Kundalini was just the energy that, uh, the actual energy itself, the palpable energy. Wow. That's amazing. So, what is yeah. Kundal when you said Kundalini, like, are you referring to Kundalini yoga or is that something different? Like, is that what you're talking Kundalini about? yoga. Well, Kundalini yoga is, a yoga that exists in order to help people raise their kundalini in a safe way. Got it. So what is kundalini? So that's why kundalini yoga exists. What kundalini is, is um, you know, the definition varies between depending on who you ask, but like it's a it's an energy inside of the body and a lot of people believe believe it to be like I mean, they believe, they believe it to be like Christ consciousness, like yeah. and if you raise it, like you you become enlightened. Or, um, or they believe it to be kind of like the, the energy of life, the energy that has created all things that resides at the base of our spine. Yep. Um, and if you, and if you raise it, it's almost like, um, yeah, it, it kind of opens up all of your chakras and you're able to kind of like experience the world as, um, as a spiritual being instead of just a human. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, is there any practice? I know there's, is there any exercise or practice or think somebody can do to tap into their Kundalini? I, I highly recommend to not even try it. Oh, okay. Like it's incredibly dangerous for people to try to raise it. Um, and I've had another Kundalini experience a couple of years later 
that was a very traumatic experience with Kundalini. And it was because, um, it was, it's a whole nother story, but like, yeah, I would just say anybody who's listening, like, don't try to raise it. Like if it's going to happen for you, like it's, it's going to happen. Like you can do regular yoga, but don't force it because I've met a few people who it did not turn out well for them and they struggle for a long time with it afterwards. But that's like, that's like a whole nother, yeah, whole nother subject that I can get deeply into, but yeah. Okay. I know, I know you look very confused and it's a very confusing thing. I know, I know I'm aware. The only reason I know about any of this stuff is because I had to learn the hard way. (laughs) Well, that's why we're happy to have you on here to share your, to give us your, yeah, of course. So we don't have to go through it the hard way, but I guess, I guess say a bit, try Kundalini yoga if anyone wants to experiment with like breath work. Yeah. I've done Kundalini yoga. It's awesome. Yeah, totally. That's really hard. Like I was was eating the whole time. It was like, mm. I was hell. I've actually never done kundalini yoga ever. Okay. Uh, but I mean, you know, there are some people that love it. Some people that hate it. You, you give it a try, but make sure that you're doing it with someone that like really knows their shit, you yeah. know? Okay. So, Can you tell us about what some crazy say. things have happened recently? Because we're in quarantine and like with the community in San Francisco. Do you want to share like a little bit of the story or like insights or lessons people can take away before we kind of wrap things up? Or just what your thoughts are on just like the whole perspective of how we can on manage. the quarantine. Yeah, just how we can manage it better. Like, pe- like people, as you told me before, I think people went through challenges. So, any insights on how people can just manage this whole process better? Like, uh, from your experience with what's been going on. Well, you don't have to start there. Uh, but we were talking about the. Are you there? You froze for a second. Can you hear me, Jules? we're back so we're back on lost you for a sec so yeah so can you just give us like insights or thoughts on so again i know some big things have happened where you are in san francisco with people unfortunately and uh any thoughts or comments or things you want to share with uh people so they can navigate this better yeah, I mean, I just hope that I just hope that everybody's taking this time to uh, really just love themselves and their friends and their family. And like, I know that a lot of people have been realizing that they've been they've been reevaluating their priorities. Like, a lot of people have prioritized working and making money. Of course, like that's the the, the old narrative. Of course, like. But, um, you know, now more than ever, I feel like people are really starting to wake up and really understand that, like, it takes very little to make humans happy. You know, we, we, what's the one thing that we're missing the most right now is human connection right. with each other. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just praying that people really, really, really take the time to, like, reevaluate, to ask the questions, like, when we go back to normal, whatever that's going to look like, hopefully it's not what it used to look like. Hopefully it's not the same normal that used to look like. But when we go back, I mean, ask themselves, like, what was what I was doing, like, was how I was spending my time, like, how I want to continue to spend my time. Because the job that I'm doing is that how I want to continue, is that the job that I want to still do. Like, you know what I mean? Now is a, like, a profound a profound time where everybody can take a moment to really just be like, what do I want? Yeah. Like, what do I want? Yeah. And um, instead, of, instead of following the path that maybe was forced upon them, I don't know. But um, 
to just I think I think also uh, a lot of people have been feeling they're 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 grateful for things that they didn't realize yeah. that they were grateful for in the past. You know, like people are taking the time to sip a cup of tea and really enjoy it. Right. Finally, you know, things like that. Like, um, you know, it's it's weird, uh, and I might get some flack for saying this, but I know when the quarantine first happened like one of the first emotions that I felt was actually gratitude because I knew that we were all going to have to slow way down and that we're all going to have to take a really good look at like our life and yeah. really like a really good look at our internal well-being because we can't run away from ourselves now you know right. um so That's yeah people's deepest fear right being alone in a room with their thoughts well, if you've ever done Vipassana, you know how torturous it can be. <laughs> it's actually, it is quite torturous to do that. But yeah, I mean, like for, for myself, like there, there were a lot of shadows that I had to face that I wasn't facing. Yeah. And um, like, I'm really glad that I had this time to do that because I feel like, I feel like I've grown so much in the past two months, like in a way that I, I couldn't have if this didn't, if this didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So true. How about you? What have you, what have you felt? What have you felt through this? Um, I feel similar, right? I feel, well, one is I felt like, obviously it's not, I like to be able to move and see people and go out, but it was kind of like, this is good for people, right? Like to just slow down and it's good for nature on the earth, right? Like mm -hmm. break from all of our, we're the virus on the earth, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, the earth gets a break. And so I see the ocean like calm, the animals calm. Um, but then I, I've grown a lot too, for sure. I, I agree with you that it's like definitely like a reset, reevaluation, pause, like, dude, like, let's really let's take a step back and like, re yeah. not everybody's doing it, unfortunately, right? But I think most, some people are, which is nice. Um, and I feel like I've grown so much too, for sure, in the last two months. Like, yeah. Time's been distorted and like my location yeah. obviously been like in the same place for 90% of the time. So it's been an interesting, interesting experience. <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful yet crazy experience, but yeah. Yeah. So Jules, mm -hmm. one more time. So guys, conscious conversations, if you want to learn more about, or if you want to get a deck of it, you should definitely buy a deck. Where do they go to get a deck of cards on consciousconversations.com? Uh, consciousconversations.co. Yes. Dot co. So yes. Or, uh, cheap and yeah. It's and really you, good. Keep it on your table when mm -hmm. friends come over and just have an awesome time. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Jules. Thanks for coming on and sharing all your awesome wisdom. If you guys want to Thanks connect with Jules, me. how can they find you on like Instagram or wherever? How can they connect with you? Yeah, Instagram is best. So it's Jules underscore Bonacera, B-O-N-A-S-E-R-A. -E or you can just look under Naeem's friends and find me, J-U-L-E-S, and I'll pop up. And then yeah. conversations is at Instagram too, the same thing, like conscious conversations right now. Uh, it's conscious conversations and then double underscore, but yeah, they can also find that for my personal profile as well. All right, cool. Awesome, Jules. Thanks so yeah. much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll catch you later.